Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have a phenomenal episode for you for one reason, one reason. Beer is actually sitting right next to me. What's going on? I'm live live from the Bria house, yeah. going in there, and uh, this is going to be a good this be a good time. I'm excited to be in Chicago, and unfortunately, we couldn't make it to the city, but mm-hmm. this is kind of, this is actually close to my house, so like. And, you know, close to the future home yeah. of the Chicago Bears as well. Yeah, that is um, true. The Arlington. So it was nice to drive past that coming on over here. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Bears, we will have a full breakdown. Is it a fire sale? Are they cleaning house? We don't know. We'll think about it. We do have not a lot for time out, if anything, but we do have a rank, and it is going to be March Madness moments and what's the best parts about March Madness. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Look, take it from the uh, from the tippy top there. Low budget presents beer league. I forgot that you come that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hi, <laughs> uh, guys. Welcome back. Uh, it's good to see everyone. Let's start off with how we're doing. We'll do it with the the guest in Illinois. He's not a guest, but he's in Illinois. So yeah. Feels like a guest. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, decided to come visit this weekend, hang out with the parents mainly. Um, I could tell that they missed me and Jenny and everything and my, my dog, Francis. So came into town. It was good. We flew in from Minnesota. It was a 45-minute flight. How long is that flight? It was wonderful. I'm telling you. Like, we were in the Uber going to my house from O'Hare, and I was like, we would have been two hours into our drive. Yeah. Thus far. Like, like when we out of five. Out of five hours. So we were like, I, it was a, it was an easy flight. The dog was really good on the flight, too. So it was just really, really nice. Um, now, enjoying the weekend here. Um, nothing too exciting happening uh, with me. I'm starting – um, and if Jack, Jack Hegerman, if you're listening, my, uh, my homie, he goes on the golf trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on a smoked chicken recipe Ooh. for the golf Ooh. trip because he can't eat like high fat stuff. Yeah. So like he needs to eat chicken. And so I can't make him a brisket. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I'm spending the next, like at least five months before this golf trip, trying to perfect the chicken recipe. And I've never really made chicken before. So I'm like starting to take notes. So that's, that's what's new in like my barbecue life right now. Um, nice. is trying to perfect smoked <laughs> chicken for, for the golf trip specifically is have smoked chicken ready for that. Like I want it to be pulled chicken so you can like make a sandwich. With it. Like, that's my goal. Do you have to like brine the chicken or something like that? Like, how do you get it? Like, I feel like if it's getting smoked is there's not enough fat in it. Like most meats where right. you're just going to let the fat provide all the flavor and everything. So do you have to like brine it to give it more salt or like what's, what's been the process? So, far? so yeah, we're going to probably brine it and I'm probably going to do like either chicken breasts or like the thighs, like basically, and we'll like remove all the bones after, after we smoke it. Um, but yeah, it would be a it would be a brine, and it would be like a, like basically some really basic rub. But you're right, so like it's different where you know with with beef and stuff, you can rest it and have it sit after it's done, and it'll like the fat will reabsorb. It makes it taste much better, and that's like why the brisket was really good last year. 
Um, but I mean, you cooked that thing for 13 hours. Yeah, like it was. It you didn't give it an option to not be good. If you I, cook anything low and slow for 13 hours. It was that was my that was my failure. Like I say, call it my failure last year is that I thought I could get everything done in a reasonable amount of time. I started it all at six, and it wasn't like the brisket wasn't done until like 11 at night. And it was like <laughs> I was like, God dang it! Like so, it's just so this year when we go the first day, like right when we get there, I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna start. Oh, we're gonna do it overnight. I like it. Yeah, there you go. Almost done in the morning, and if, by the time we leave it probably to go golfing it might be done all we have to do is toss in the oven at like 160 degrees and it will be so good oh. by the time we get home like it's nice it's like that's the key and so we're gonna we're gonna extend it and then the the big thing though is is the chicken uh with the chicken with the lack of with the lack of fast so i'll probably make that at the very end and like devote the whole smoker to that um like the brisket and the pulled pork will be done will be resting and then we have the chicken on the smoker and we pull it right off the smoker and ready to go ready to eat so if he could like, do chicken thighs chicken thighs are way more flavorful yeah thighs are the i know best. there's a little bit more fat on it and darker meat but if he could do that that dude i love chicken thighs i, I watched the thigh guys i think the thighs look good and they seem like really easy to make and like they're juicy and you can easily remove the bones so like we could easily like do like a like a pulled chicken type thing with that. So that's my goal. I want to get it there and I want to have it ready for the golf trip. So that's what I've been tinkering with lately. Yeah, dude. For everyone listening out there, you got to find a friend like this. If you're on any dietary <laughs> restrictions, you're gonna do five months of prep before he sees you. That's good stuff. True yeah, friend, I mean, right there. Knows that. But uh, I was gonna text him and be like, "What can you de- like detail me out and like yeah. what can can you so I can know specifically? I can't put this rub on it. I can't put like I want to make sure I know." So you know what would be really good? Dano's. Have you used Dano seasoning? No. It's like no sodium, gluten-free, vegan-free. It's all that stuff. Okay. It's like a really healthy alternative to rub. <laughs> vegan-free. Okay, cool. Vegan oh, they have it on their thing. It's vegan-free? Or it's vegan-free. Vegan-free. <laughs> it's gluten-free. <laughs> it's keto. Oh, no. It's keto and vegan-friendly. That's what it says. Uh, okay. okay, cool. Yeah. Vegan-free. No vegan. <laughs> Dano's. It's Dano. like Dan apostrophe O. Um, I'll go ahead with, uh, no, let's go Nick. How you been? Uh, I'm good. Oregon, spot on my gay. Yeah. Uh, wearing the, uh, the sweater. This is the, uh, the, uh, big Lebowski sweater. This is the sweater he wore in the film. Uh, I got it as a birthday gift from my girlfriend. So I've been wearing it nonstop in the cold weather. Uh, have not gotten as many, comments about it being the big Lebowski sweater as I initially thought I was thinking you know not everybody but maybe one out of every like 10 people would be like that's a big Lebowski sweater and be like yeah it is and be an interesting conversation starter and it really hadn't happened until yesterday I was in my office and one of my coworkers uh commented on it so that's better than nothing I guess uh but I'm good I am in the process of moving to a new apartment uh, so I've been doing that this week. My girlfriend and I are moving in together. Uh, we moved all of her stuff last weekend with movers. So I didn't really have to do anything other than unload stuff. Like, And these movers did like, oh, you don't even have to pack stuff in boxes. Like all your dishes and stuff, we're going to wrap all those, pack, pack it in boxes, yeah. put it in a truck, move it over, unload it. All you got to do is unpack it. So it was just a lot of unpacking, which was nice. But then for me... I'm doing like the old fashioned way of oh. U-Haul and everything. So my buddy's coming over tomorrow morning, 7am. We're U-Hauling the big shit. 
uh, my bed, my desk, all that stuff. So uh, I got that to look forward to tomorrow. Uh, I've been ferrying over stuff throughout the week in my car. Uh, I got to do some more of that tonight. So it, it's it's a process, but U-Haul for a couple hours on St. Patrick's Day morning, it's going to cost me like 50 bucks. So, you know, I'm nothing if not frugal in that department. That makes so much sense coming from an accountant. <laughs> like you being good with money and like not wanting to spend you're a balance sheet guy right yeah yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah gotta 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 keep those assets yeah uh as high as possible exactly lower <laughs> the liabilities raise the assets i get it the yeah, guy likes sure. to stay liquid too i heard yeah yeah gotta gotta Blue be very tanks. liquid yeah. he's, he's, he's an under the mattress type of guy <laughs> That's really the hardest. (laughs) That's the hardest part about the move is I've transferred so much of my money into the walls, and now I got to break all those down uh, before I go. Um, So yeah, that's that's really been a big part of it. But the new place is going to be great. I'm going to have my own office, and then we're going to three bedroom place. So we each have our own offices. I have my own office slash. It's going to be a podcasting studio for occasion when we uh, don't want to go to Joe's or if we want to do something ad hoc or whatever. Uh, And I'm going to have a couch in there. So I already told Joe this, it's going to be the podcasting couch or the casting couch for sure. So it makes a little too much sense. Um, That's great. So yeah, that's really been uh, the biggest thing for me this past week and weekend and everything. So I don't think I'm, are you guys doing any St. Patrick's day celebration? I'm, I'm probably not. Honestly. No, I'm just house sitting in Palatine. I'm relaxing. There you go. And yeah, beer, you're just I visiting relax. fam. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to do anything, but I'd like, it wouldn't be this weekend and it would have to be next weekend. I don't think we have anything planned for next weekend, but. You know. Have you guys ever been to the dying the river green ceremony downtown? I yes. haven't. No. I went my first year living in the city, and then my parents took me a couple of times when I was a kid. But my parents has owned a condo in the city since I was 12. Mm. So it was a little easier. Nice. Um, I got a quick story that I think you might find funny. So my great uncle, um, he had a good amount of money, and he didn't trust banks, so he kept it all in the house. (laughs) He passed away, okay? So no one could find no one could find the money in the house really maybe dug it like in a hole in the backyard and stuff and they couldn't find it and so one day um they were his wife passed away and so they were selling the house so they had to like get rid of everything and so they were going through the fridge so throwing out the fridge they get to the freezer they find like this thing of like popsicles and they ended up like taking it out and just all these wads of cash are coming out of the popsicles. And so they talked to my grandpa and they're like, well, why did he do it? He's like, oh, the man was a genius because if the house caught on fire and it burned down, the freezer can't freeze. Uh, that's a, that's a good move. Okay. Mattress didn't uh, light on fire. He put it in the freezer. Okay. Wow. So it can't like, it won't. Burn won't burn ignite down. yeah it's just gonna survive how nuts That's, is that smart move i mean pretty smart it's i gotta say 
Yeah. Smart. Good on him for not keeping his money in banks too. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good lesson for he, he knew all in, of our listeners. He knew in 30 years, interest rates will be 0.004%. I, uh, I actually just got my interest rate. Um, it was 11 cents. It was awesome. It's crazy. I'm going to go wild with it. I'm not going to try to spend it all in one place. Ooh, um, invest my, it. Yeah. My weekend Reinvest. was good or my week was good. Um, didn't do a whole lot. Just hung out. Um, but I do have a funny shoe story to tell you guys. So I've been looking for this pair of off-white shoes. I found a really good deal. I bought them on eBay. I bid on them. I won the bid. The guy messages me after I won. By the way, this is the first bid I've ever won or auction I've ever won on eBay. Usually I have to do like the buy it now or whatever. Uh-huh. And so he messages me and he's like, thank you very much for buying the shoes. He's like, there's one thing I got to tell you. I'm like, yeah, no problem. He's like, they're actually size 10s and not 10 and a half. And I'm like, well, that's a problem. Damn. <laughs> like, that's that's a big change. Yeah. yeah. He's like, but don't worry, they'll fit you. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> that's not normally how shoe sizes work, where it's like, hey, my 10 and a half feel a little snug. They fit perfectly. Why don't you go down a half size so you could have the curled toes up in the front? And they're not cheap shoes. They're $800. And so I'm like, no. I was like, I'm not going to pay for them. And he's like, dude, you won the you won the auction. you got to pay for them. And I was like, no, I don't. You nice. just false advertise. You said they were 10 and a half, and they're actually 10. And I was like, well, now I don't even believe you that they're 10. Like, these could yeah, be like, you're going to get them, and they're like 10 children's size. Yeah, like it could be anything. And so I like went back and forth with him and he's like, dude, you got to pay me. And I've just like not been responding. And so he went to eBay to like try to get my account canceled. And so eBay called me and I like told him what's going on. And now this guy got his account suspended for false advertising. <laughs> there you so go. I can just only imagine served. that that's not how he thought that would go. <laughs> and the guy was like, so why don't you want to pay? And I was like, it's not that I don't want to pay. It's just... I bought a shoe that's 10 and a half. I've tried on the 10. They're too small. And now he's saying that they're a 10. And they're like, but did, was it anywhere in the description? I was like, no. And they're like, okay, this should be fine. And then they got back to me. They're like, I'm really sorry about this. You don't have to pay. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. That's ridiculous. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, I don't know your guys' shoe size, but like imagine going a half size or a full size down, spending a lot of money, and then just being like, so I can't wear these? Yeah. Shoe size is pretty much the one thing like shoe size and like, I guess maybe like jacket, like sport coat or like suit jacket size is like the one thing that like being off a little bit is like, no, that just doesn't work. Like if you have a large versus an XL, it's like, ah, I can kind of make it work. Yeah. Like one, one step or something like that. But shoes is like, I can't (laughs) cut my toes off. Yeah. If it's like, if he was like, it's actually an 11, I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll just wear a thicker sock. Yeah. Like going down a size, you're talking about like, it's, I have really wide feet. I have Fred Flintstone flat feet. So it's going to be really narrow. And it's like, yeah, it's just not going to be fun to wear. And I want to wear these. And Virgil Abloh has now passed. So he's not going to make it anymore. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and the guy, and then the guy messaged me on Facebook and he called me a scam artist. And I've never been more like, but he. But you're the scam But yeah, like he. But you're the guy. Like, I don't know what you guys think, but he tried to, I don't know if he tried to scam me, but like, he wasn't honest. 
And so to call me a scam artist, like how would you be a scam? Is artist? a little, a little weird. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that that he messaged, he found you on Facebook and messaged. Yeah, and I was That's, like, call me a scammer. Dude, you need to make your you need to make your Facebook private, dude. It's so 2022. It, it, like, it sends me the notifications to like to reply, and so I saw that it was this guy's name. So I'm like, let's see what he's gonna say. And he called me a scam. Yeah, I, You're I'm wrong, right? You're like, I'm not, I'm not overthinking this. Like, I don't know why you would point at me and tell me a scammer, but you were the one that. Yeah, it's like a guy who pickpockets you and be like, "You're a thief," and you're like, "But you pick. You're the thief. <laughs> You're the one." Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So I found that really odd, but that's how it went. And then he messaged me apologizing, and he was like, I got a 10 and a half now. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'm not doing any business with you. No, and I, I was like, how did you also just come up on a – because the shoe brand new goes for like 1400 I was like, so you just, you just found a – Ten and a half. Yeah, that happens to be my size. Like, dude, come on. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Um. So that's how it goes. All right. Let's head over to. Let's talk bears. So, it's kind of poetic that we're doing the bears today, because the last couple of days, Matt and Ryan have uh, <laughs> the new Matt and Ryan. The new Matt and Ryan. I don't know what else to say, but they're clearing house. How can I say the new Matt and Ryan are destroying what the old Matt and Ryan tried to build? They're burning it down. down. So, like, that's great. I'm totally on board with it. Um, You know, we were going to talk about the Bears last week, and I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. Because now, like, today was, like, yesterday was a big Khalil Mack trade. Uh, We traded Khalil Mack to the Los Angeles Chargers for a second-round pick this year and a sixth-round pick next year. Um kind of a game changer but when you think about that they're going to take all of this contract it seems okay and then today what we saw was eddie goldman get cut three cohen get cut and danny trevathan get cut all day so danny trevathan i didn't see that one yeah but he's expected to see eddie goldman i saw goldman the tariq cohen makes a lot of sense he's a smaller dude this big man's game uh he's just very injury prone they said that he didn't pass medicals it's i think after you sit out a whole season you, uh, I don't think you get the, you don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if he's still not passing medicals, you can't be like, oh well, he can come back. But he's like, but he hasn't even come back from the injury, right? Well, you want- <laughs> so you don't know if he's going to get re-injured. You don't know if he's going to be the same player. And it's like a year in sports times. Everyone that's played, anyone that's played sports knows they're like a layoff of any kind is a big deal, right? Big exactly. Deal. Exactly. And like, it's especially with his knee injury and he wasn't healthy and he continued, was continuing to come back. And like, it just, we, everyone knew the writing on the wall and they even asked holes at the last, uh, at the combine. He had like in a little interview with Eber Flutes, right? Uh, they asked him to go, so is Tree Cohen healthy? And he goes, we're still working through that. And it's like, all right, well, we know he's not healthy now. Like if you don't say yes, like if he answers no, like, so like, um, it was kind of wild, you know, to see everything co- see everything play out today and yesterday and probably not done you know with free agency coming up it's going to be uh we're going to see what we play with this year we've got about i think it's 42 million <laughs> got about 42 million in cap i think available so think about that do yeah. you trust i know we haven't seen them do anything but do you what's your first impression do you trust them to use the money wisely because Ryan Pace and Mad Nagy i never trust them 
Like I never got it when it was like, well, we traded Kyle Fuller to get cap space. I'm like, but they're not going to use it right. They're going to use it on an idiot. Mm-hmm. So I don't trust it. What What is your guys' first impressions? Do you do you trust them? Or are you just doing the, I trust you until you prove me wrong? Or are you doing, you got to prove to me first? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I, I you know, I want to lean in and trust him until he gives me reason not to. Like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, of the doubt here. I, it's it's nice and refreshing to see like him just completely rip off the band-aid. You know, Pace kind of did the same thing when he started, but like you know he's for real and you know his feelings about the team right now. So I'll you know he's got a plan to build around Justin Fields. I believe in that. Let's let's go with that. Instead of yeah. like leaning in on a defense, let's lean in on an offense, I guess. So that seems like the plan. I'm I'm for it personally. Yeah. Johnny, Nick, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's off season, they're new guys in, they're offloading, um, you know, Tariq Cohen played great, but he hasn't played in two seasons. Um, and we owed him 5.8 million. Yeah. Something like that. Eddie Goldman sat out 2020 because of COVID, um, had a decent year last year. We owed him what six or 7 million. Um, Danny Trevathan really passed his prime. They owed him way too much money. He didn't really play well at all last year when he did play uh Khalil Mack that hurts um it's just sad to see him go because he was so electric in 2018 2019 when he came in uh and they made that move in 2018 to really take the defense up to to what it became which was one of the best Bears defenses we've seen in a long time that was pretty awesome so sad to see him leave but I mean all these moves make sense they're all Injured guys, guys that are getting older, guys that cost way too much. And if you're new company, your your first move is to say, okay, we're going to build up what we think is best. And frankly, last season, what we had, what, four or five wins? Like you can't get much worse than how they were last year. So if you're just clearing house to make room for new signings, like you, that's what needs to be done. So. Yeah. yeah, Nick, like you said, it makes sense. And also like a lot of these guys, it's, they're all Ryan Pace guys too. Like he had some something to do with drafting them and signing them. So he, it's almost like saving face. Like he'd have to like go back on his decisions and look like an idiot, or make the actual organization look like an idiot. But either way, he was he was always backtracking, like making up for his mistakes. Um, and all these guys were just part of that too, in some respect. So it, yeah, all these moves make sense and. Like I said before, I trust the new leadership to actually, you know, really be restarting and actually be starting from scratch and rebuilding this thing without any hesitation from what they've done in the past. I mean, it's clean house. The Khalil Mack uh, move hurts, though. I still remember when we when we got him. Yeah, so. I remember that. Mo- I remember that morning, like running. We was living the ground. Yeah. We didn't even have beds in there yet or anything. It was just like. Then out of our like rooms, like oh my god, we got Kulmak. It was a great time, and now it's you know it's just kind of feel bad that we didn't capitalize on it. We had one of the best defenses in NFL history in 2018, and we did not capitalize it. No, we, not at all. And you got to blame our offensive-minded head coach and our GM that couldn't put the pieces together for that. So mm-hmm. um, I'm happy that we're starting fresh and we're ripping off the 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 bandaid as well. Hopefully, we can. Snacks and good, snacks good players with the updated cap room. Now we've we've gained like fifteen million in cap room this year, but next year's cap room, it's like hundred and forty million now. 
So like, we still got to, you know, we got to resign Roquan. We got to do a couple things, right? But like, we got money to spend next year. So this year will be a, you know, we'll do what we can with what we got. And then next year we had the, the money from Mac clears the books. Foles is going to be gone. Like all of that's going to finally start happening. So what do you guys think about Matt Nagy going back to the Chiefs? I was, uh, <laughs> I was surprised, but now I think he's going to get another head coaching job because he's going to go back to working with Patrick Mahomes, look really good. And people are like, oh, my God, look what he could do. Let's give him another shot. You know, he had Trubisky. Trubisky sucked. Like, let's just see. Yeah. I mean, now he's got two asterisks by his name, Trubisky and um, Justin Fields, because that was also a pretty miserably failed experiment, not to mention uh, Andy Dalton. That was an experiment that didn't work. Nick Foles, that didn't work. So really four guys that – he worked with as a head coach that just didn't work. So other coaches should be careful. <laughs> well, he's not that, I mean, he's I mean, the quarterback. People have very, so gonna be like, if, if Patrick Mahomes looks good next year, I think we can all agree there's not Matt Nagy. Like it's probably not Matt Nagy why Patrick Mahomes looks good next year. But there'll be some GM out there that being like, you see, you see the stuff Patrick Mahomes is doing. Got a new quarterback <laughs> coach. Maybe change it around. And he'll get like a he'll become like the where would he go? He wouldn't go to the Lions, wouldn't go to the Vikings, not Raiders. I don't uh, know. Redskins or sorry, command, <laughs> command, Commanders, Commanders, <laughs> Washington Football Team. Uh, they haven't been the Redskins for several years. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, twenty twenty two, man. Come on, trying to get us canceled here, Nick. What do you right. think I'll, about? I'll bleep, I'll bleep that out in post. What do you think about uh, Carson Wentz going there? I have never. I can't think of a more just like devastating thing. Carson Wentz is not in, not himself ever since his injury. Uh, he lacked the interceptions. Um, they, it's right he cries like a little yeah. bitch too. Would you hear that Frank Reich? apologize to like Jim Ursay and like Chris Ballard for like vouching for him. They, he like apologized. That's so oh. funny. Well, he was good under Frank Wright at the Eagles. Though. Damn. That was yeah. before the injury. He was good. He right. almost had like an MVP season. Yeah. But now, now they've kind of ran out of his old QBs like bringing in the set. set. Like now who they have to like, the Colts need to prove that they can develop a QB now. That's what they have to prove. They got to develop, right? They've got to yeah. draft one or bring in a QB that can like get better and compete. We're gonna we should talk about how Trubisky might get paid, and I think it's only because it's only because his QB class yeah. is trash. Yeah, <laughs> it's because everyone's like, oh, Trubisky is like people forget that the one like game he went in and played, he threw a pick yeah. last year. Like, what? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> the best thing that happened to him. He he play. made like six throws. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Him only playing one game helped his stock so much. Yeah. Then you all, that all you got to do is look at it. numbers, and you're like, yeah. well, he had decent numbers, never threw a pick six. With, with the the GM one season, said he's, yeah. he's a marry your daughter kind of a guy. And I was like, Which that's is funny because so he funny. loves kissing titties. I'm like, that's really <laughs> funny. And it's like, we all know that. Like, we all kind of know that from Mitch. Mitch was always kind of a good dude, but he just wasn't good at football. So, like, we'll see. <laughs> Like and that's what he's hired to do. Yeah, is play football. 
yeah, you know, I really like you. You're a shit quarterback, but like, I'd let you marry my daughter. Uh, I'll give you a four year extension, 17. He's right now, he's projected to make 17 million a year. Let's just think about that for a second. See, that's higher than the projection I saw yesterday. As Bears fans, crazy. I think we can speak on this the best. As Bears fans, we were stuck with him for five years. Four years. Four years. Yeah. We didn't, Four years. We didn't take his fifth year salary. The amount of overthrows, heartbreaks, missed wide open receivers that I saw, for him to go out and get paid $17 million, the only thing I'll say, good for you, Mitch. Good for you. That's it. I hope him, I wish him nothing but the best. If he can really get like, say he gets like a three-year deal, $17 million a year, 20 guaranteed. That is $20 million that that man should never see. He should never be forced into, or he should never be picked to start a game for as long as he shall live. Yeah. I mean, and for, some teams might do it. What's crazy is that he's essentially getting all this money, both from the Bears and then whoever else signs him, off of one good season at North Carolina in college, where he threw for like close to 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Like, yeah. that's it. That's the only time he's had like a, a, a good season ever. I mean, unless you count some of his Bears seasons as good, which I guess maybe you could the year that they went. Uh, twelve and four, and had a really good defense. But even that is pushing. I don't know. By the way, do you know who he was the alternate of for that year? He lost him. Oh no! You guys froze. Careful. There they go. I. The question I had is: in twenty eighteen, do you know who he was the replacement for? Which is Mike even Glenn. better. No. Oh. In 2018. In 2018. Who was he the replacement? How did he get in the Pro Bowl? Oh, in the Pro Bowl. Oh, wait. Was it Mahomes? <laughs> it was Mahomes. Okay. It was Mahomes because was Mahomes went in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was in the that, Super Bowl. that is who he took the spot of, which is so funny. Like, he did have a decent season that year. He was more of a game manager. But to think back in, like, 2018, they're like, all right, Patrick Mahomes can't make it. Who are we going to call up? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. He's the same, right? He it was the, the same. It was the votes, you know? Like, it was all the Chicago fans voting for him. So. Oh, my God. So that's funny. Um, all right, that's enough Bears, I think. Let's talk. I think we got to talk about it a little bit. We don't normally talk baseball on this, but baseball is back. We have a new official dead or uh, start date. It's eight days after the original. It is now April 7th. Uh, there is a couple of keys, keys, hold, things, hold, and notes of the agreement. Are you guys seeing, um, like, when you're talking, is there, are there, um, can you see the, it's recording? Yeah. Okay, good. Yep. I'm just not seeing that on mine. I'm not seeing it either. So, yeah. yeah. It says it's okay. recording for us. Normally when that happens, like, it records on our own, like, on our own computer, and then it and saves. Then it goes. And okay, then it's cool. Like, just wanted to make sure. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so some of the keys from the deals that I wanted to bring up is one, which I think is the biggest one, is the DH is now heading over to the NL. So it'll be a universal DH. Um, number two, the minimum salary will go up. Uh, and then number three, they extended the playoff to 12 teams from 10. 
This is a very intricate thing because I don't know if you guys know this. So how it actually got passed is there's six people of the collector or collective bargaining agreement that go in from the the union and they all voted no to the owners what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Then after that, there's a vote of 20. The 20 people were supposed to vote no and they switched without telling anyone. They all voted yes for the season. So that's how no. it got passed. So some people are mad. Some people are happy. Wow. Um, so they kind of ca- they kind of caved basically. So certain people just caved. But here's the thing that I find really funny is some of those people on the twenty they didn't name names, but they named salaries. Some of those people are about to make like sixty million dollars <laughs> this year, and so they're like, Give me "There's money. gonna be a season." Because daddy just bought a yacht <laughs> and I need to pay off this yacht. Like, I got six kids in college. Yeah. I need to go hit some yabos right now. So I found that very interesting. The DH, I, I don't love it. There's something about a pitcher hitting a home run or having a big hit in a game that has always got my rocks off. Yeah. I would say as an American League fan, I don't really I don't like I literally grew up with the DH, so yeah. I don't have any experience with pitchers actually doing anything yeah. besides watching Mark Burley hit home run once. That was pretty cool. But like that was that it is what it is. I mean, I, I enjoy the DH. I think it's like it was going to happen. I feel like everyone knew it was going to happen eventually. Um, I liked how it was the National League didn't and the American League did though. I thought that was like, I mm-hmm. thought that was I thought that was fun, you know. But yeah, I think make it fair, you know. Give everyone a DH. I'm sure everyone is most pitchers and stuff are happy about that. I think yeah. The the what part of it think? that really I think is the reason why we knew for years that it was coming is because in the minor leagues they use DHs in, in all the minor leagues. So pitchers do not hit from the time that they're in college all the way through the minor leagues until they get back to the pros. So it's like, yeah, they're athletes. Yeah, they've hit before. So a lot of them, you know, some of them can hit halfway decently, you know, around 150 to 200, which is pretty darn good for people who don't ever practice hitting. But having that was always dumb. And that was always going to be the writing on the wall that DHs were eventually going to come. Um, I'm, I'm a purist, so I hate this, but I get it. Um, I, yeah, I'm with you, Joe. I just, I, it seems weird that there's a player out there who isn't going to be involved in a phase of the game, even though they should be. And I, I don't like it because like when Joe Madden was the coach of the Cubs, for example, he, he would do a lot of ins and outs, a lot of like, well, there's some gamesmanship to which guy are you going to pull? Who are you going to pitch hit him for? When are you going to pitch hit him? What, or are you going to put him in the slot or in the lineup? And all that's kind of gone. So. Yeah, true. How you feel, Johnny? Johnny, any thoughts? I would agree with you, Nick. I mean, since I watched the Battered uh, Bastards of Baseball on Netflix, a documentary, I really got really interested in like the minor leagues and just the farming system itself. And they all did that as well. So I, I just feel like it does change the dynamic and even just how you train a player through that farm system up to like the majors. I don't know how that dynamic ex- exactly like pans out, obviously. Don't have that type of visibility, but... I don't know. Like you said, Nick, I, th- I thought it was it was coming no matter what, eventually. All right. 
I think we can all agree, though, it is it is nice to have baseball back. I thought if baseball would, you know, really cancel, you know, 30-plus games, I thought it was going to really hurt baseball because, let's be honest, baseball is kind of losing its relevancy. Uh, it doesn't have the viewership. Uh, the uh, World Series had its lower viewership mm-hmm. of all time, which stinks. It did have higher than 94, though, but 94 is World Series <laughs> canceled. True. So it was it was higher than that, but they also didn't play. Right. Um, better than nothing. The Cubs and Sox can now re restart their free agency, which is always good because it was it was weird because there was nothing like getting it done over the summer, early in the fall, and then or like right after the season happens, and then they show up to spring training and like the Cubs or Sox uniform, you're like. That's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah. He's going to do some shit this year. He's going to knock 50 home runs, even though no one's done that in 20 years. Like, it was always like – it. Was, I remember when we got John Lester, and John Lester was wearing the blue to Ho-Ho Cam Park, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're going to like this. You're going to enjoy this. So we got a little robbed of that, but – now that it's going to be really fast because they've got to get dudes at spring training here in a second. And then it's like you they're going to start signing guys right now and then they're going to be like on a plane in a week yeah. and a half. And like to go – it's like a lot of these free agents are like, I wonder where I'm going to play this year. They still yeah. haven't found out that. <laughs> and there's a lot of big names still out there. Yeah. Like Carlos Correa is out there. Uh, Friedman's out there. Where it's like kind of nuts. Like I know I'm going to get paid like at least $180 million. I just don't know where, which is like, whoa. Um, shout out to Javi Baez for getting $150 million or $170 million. Um, to any teams listening to this podcast, I can also swing at balls in the dirt, uh, for that amount of money. So <laughs> if you just want to sign me up, DH is universal. Mm-hmm. I can do that anytime, any place, you know, wherever you want. I could strike out as many times as you'd like. Um, Anything else sports related? So we got March Madness coming up. So we'll do our bracket next or next week. One thing I got to say, I'm sorry to bring up this sore subject, but it, why and I lost today? Yeah, I think we can agree that we're not going to have them winning the tournament this year. We're going to have. Let's be a little bit more fair. (laughs) I had Iowa going out in the second round. Not the Big Ten tournament, but. March Madness. We're right. <laughs> yeah, we, we needed, we, we needed a go. humbling moment from that uh, regular uh, regular season uh, champion title. But, yeah, unfortunately, we did get knocked off today by uh, – God, who was it? How are you? Oh, Indiana. Indiana. You guys – I don't know what it is about U of I, but you run in to the curse team. Like you ran in to Indiana this year who was hotter than all hell. Who's lost six yeah. games by less than two points? And then last year you had Sister Jean, yeah, praying to God about stat lines. You that was a lost battle. Yeah. You were so fucked. I remember I was playing golf with Johnny and Nick. <laughs> I, I I'm yeah. pretty sure it was me. Yeah. I remember when it came out. It was like Sister Jean was praying to God about stat lines, how many rebounds they needed. I was like, "Oh, you're fucked." So we're screwed. Yeah, yeah. It was on a Sunday too. God, yeah. Like that can't happen. <laughs> like I can ask God for stuff. Sister, Sister Jean is God for stuff. He's like, I gotta put you on hold. Sister Jean's calling. 
Speaking um, of so the, uh, the Ramblers uh, are back I, in the tournament yeah. this year. So, um, and Sister Jean is still kicking. She is, let's, uh, let's check the, uh, 102. She's a 102 years old. This woman is, they, they are going to win a national championship before she dies. They need I hope to. so. Yeah. Come on. Bless, bless um, I, I have a feeling I could be wrong, but I really am interested in this March Madness because I think it's not going to be a chalk-eating weasel. I don't think it's all going to be like one seeds and like high seeds winning. A chalk-eating what? weasel? Yeah, chalk-eating weasel. That's a thing? I don't think I've heard that. Eating weasel is like only betting favorites. Like I don't think I think it's uh, a very much up in the air style tournament. A oh, lot yeah. of number ones lost this year. I mean, Duke lost Coach's K's last game. Anything is possible. By the way, how sweet was that? I loved when they were panning through the crowd. Then we'll go to timeout. But they're panning through the crowd and they're seeing like a freshman bawling her eyes out. Like, you know, Twenty games. You know, like, been- what are you crying about? What do you accept here? Go back to your dorm. You know, make some instant ramen. Shut the fuck up. What are you crying about? You got their Duke mascot. What are you crying about? You never even knew this guy. You you go to a nerd college. It's just a smart school. That's why you're in here. Don't act like you love Coach K. Like, I've never heard any student be like, oh, I went to Duke because of their basketball program and didn't like Yeah. I loved it. Uh, yeah, so I don't think it's going to be very chalky. So let's keep that in mind. Last year I was all high on the twelves over the fives. I was right on three out of the four. So let's just well, selection Sunday is this week. So let's remember that. get them up, do some digging, and then we'll get you our bracket next week. All right, let's head up to to timeout or uh, to the rank because we don't have any timeout yet. <laughs> Um, the rank this week is going to be a draft style of the best parts about March Madness or March Madness moments. It's a combination of the two. Um, let's do start with beer because he's in town this week. It makes sense. Okay. Right. I actually had, I wrote it down as we were talking. I'm like, I, I got to think of like key moments and they, these are not like, I don't want to say that these are the best moments, but these are the moments that I find memorable. I'm not a big basketball fan. Okay. So it's like really hard rooting for the Bulls right now because they're like kind of good and it's like I feel like a fair weather fan. If I'm but they can't that. beat anyone good. Well, I just I would feel like a fair weather fan. I am like a, I do not want to be a fair weather fan. So like I am very much against that. So like if I root for the Bulls, I feel gross right now because I haven't rooted for the Bulls before. So um, my number four, I'm gonna say Sister Jean is number four. And, I'm gonna, <laughs> and I just her as a person. I think <laughs> in terms of like March Madness moments, she has has a couple years. Of like that first year when they were in the tournament and they were winning and winning every game. It was like, okay, like what is going on here? And then she just became like this idol of the country. And yeah. Everyone was rooting for Loyola just because Sister Jean's like the cutest person ever. And like she's just sitting in the crowd, just cheering, like love it. Like I think that was it wasn't like, the team. Yeah, it wasn't the team making national news. It was Sister Jean. Yeah. Sister Jean's Loyola Ramblers, like going yeah. in. It's it so fun. I, I Air Jean. I love it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Air Jean is so good. I wish I bought. It's great. Even if, even if they beat us last year in the tournament, I still respect. You know, that's that's awesome to see. It's so sick. Um, I remember my number three. I, I remember when Steph Curry played for Davidson. 
um, mm. and played in the tournament. And I think dragged Davidson to a sweet 16. Yep. And it was all on him ripping these threes. And it was like his coming out party. Everyone knew Steph Curry was the son of Del Curry. Oh, he was a good shooter. But, like, he shows up. He's the only good player on the Davidson team. And then drags them. Winning these games, dropping 40 points, like ripping threes yeah. the entire time. That was really fun to watch. If you go back and watch Steph Curry highlights of the tournament, which is really fun. Um, so that's my number three. My number two, I'm going to say the run with Frank Kaminsky in the Wisconsin Badgers that one year. Because he was like he was like a beast, but was only like a really a beast in college. And like it yeah. was like that run, like he was just on top of everything. I don't know. I don't remember who he played in the final. And it was like, it Duke. was like David and Goliath. Like basically it was Wisconsin. It's because they beat Kentucky the undefeated season. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was like, it was, that final was great. I, I thought that I, I still remember the Frank Kaminsky because he was just so dominant and he was just a big dude who could like rebound really well. And, and then they like, called him Frank the Tank. Yeah. That was yeah. also really fun. I, I like all the nicknames with that. So that's my number two. I, I and he's also a White Sox fan. He grew up in Chicago. So we like Frank Kaminsky. Um, number one, I think it's, you could get me wrong. It's the 16th seed. Was that Mercer? That U- UMBC. What is that? UMBC. Was, but then Mercer did beat Duke though in the first round. Mercer like beat Duke when they were 15th yeah. Right, right. Okay. So I would say number one was UMBC. I had, I had wrote down Mercer because I was like, did Mercer? But no, Mercer beat Duke. But I still think that was really good too. No, no, that, but, that was really good. I got to explain. So that is on my list. I, can I just do my list and I'll explain the story? Sure. I, I just really like when an underdog wins. Because you you guys, you and Johnny will really understand the story. Okay. All right. So my number four is that the games start early. I love that about March Madness. Mm-hmm. You wake up and games start at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. It, and then it goes till midnight. So you got games to bet on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three, it's going to go with how the games are on all day. If you're a gambler, there's always another game. Don't, don't, don't chase on the game. Like don't try to live bet. There's always another game in like 15 minutes. So like check the board, get it back. Number two is going to be uh get together. So this year we're actually going to a sports book in Indiana. We're going to meet up with all the, the girlfriends and guys. And we're going to gamble and like watch the games there, which I think is really fun. And then number one is going to be UMBC beating Virginia. But here's why. Not the actual moment itself of the game, but it's because it was our good buddy Dan's first year at Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking to him. We were FaceTiming him. He's in his apartment, and he's talking. We're like, dude, congratulations. You guys are number one seat. You guys are about to play tonight. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. This is going to be, like, so much fun. Like, I'm about to head out to the bar with all my friends. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, do, like, a Snap Story compilation and send it to me and we'll watch it. And he's like, dude, you got it. So the first one is, like, him putting on the Virginia scarf. I'm like, yes. The second one is, like, him and, like, seven people, like, walking through the courtyard singing their fight song. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting hyped. The third one is like the pregame shoot around and them at the bar and the bar is nuts. Everyone is just down in drinks. There's so many people blacked out already. And then it took a turn. <laughs> and then it took a turn. It was like at halftime when they were down by 10. And it was just like ready for a comeback. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And then the last one was him just, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? <laughs> There's 
never been a one seed to lose in history. It's my first year at the college, and they lose? And, and if you know Dan, Dan doesn't have the best luck. He's pretty much Murphy's Law. What If anything bad could happen, it will happen. Yeah. And then it's just like him back in his apartment alone. He's like smoking a cigarette, and he's just like, I don't know what I don't know what went wrong. <laughs> you know, I thought we had it. I, you know, I thought this was our year. And I just remember, like, because we were out, and every time, as soon as it went dark, every time we got the Snapchat, it would be like I'd call over everyone and be like, "We gotta watch it at a bar." And so we'd like find a little corner and like watch it. And the last one ended up, he was out outside and he like takes off his scarf and like slams it down. <laughs> He's just like, I guess our I guess our season's over. And I remember just uh messaging back like, you don't have to guess, it is over. It's like, no, nah, they lost. You don't have to guess. So that is why it will always be the number one March Madness moment for me. Just because of him. I got a you know, like a a live action reporter in Virginia <laughs> reporting it. And I got to see the happiness turn to just Holy. to just have their souls ripped out here. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's Dan helped a lot. Right. The I, fact when he's like, it's the first, it's my first year here. The first year we're the favorite to win the tournament. And they lose to a 16 seed. And then I forgot what he was saying. He was like, UMBC, where the fuck is that? Which is <laughs> like, everything he was saying makes it even funnier. Because like, no one knew that team. No one knew where they're from. And it was awesome it was great i love that stuff i there was gonna be a day and it just kind of happened you were like oh the, the, the best part was that dan oh my god dan was involved with <laughs> the live the live snapchat i'm like snapchat's dead now so you know how long ago this one yeah it i've never anticipated something more than like when his little and the best part is he had his bitmoji as his guy so every time it would be like Dan snaps you, it would be like Dan's face smiling, and I'd be like, I know he's pissed off right now, so it's even better. Then he's just got this little emoji smiling, and then it'd just be like opening up him, like chain smoking cigarettes, throwing his scarf on the ground, asking where he went wrong. <laughs> so yeah, that is my top four. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, let's go, Nick. All right, uh, I got a random combination of things. Uh, so number four, so I am a Notre Dame basketball fan and a, casual, a casual IU basketball fan. So, you know, some of my favorite highlights are always going to be when they're doing well. Unfortunately, IU has not done very well in the tournament in my lifetime. Uh, they did really well before in my lifetime. Uh, but back in 2015, Notre Dame had a really good team. And they almost beat Kentucky in the Elite Eight that year that Kentucky was expected to win everything. Kentucky went on to lose the next round to Wisconsin, who won that year. But everybody forgets Notre Dame, Jerry and Grant. He had a shot at the buzzer to beat them, which would have been awesome and it would have been the highlight of Notre Dame basketball career. But still, pretty pretty awesome moment uh, for them. Uh, that's But pretty sad that like getting to the Elite Eight is like the highlight of Notre Dame basketball <laughs> for me. Uh, number three, I have never gotten out of the round of or Oof, Sweet yeah, Sixteen, so I can't say anything. And they've been a one seed five times. So. Yikes! Oh. <laughs> Just don't be a one seed. Sounds like uh, my number three is the 2005 tournament where North Carolina beat Illinois, and the reason why <laughs> is not because Illinois lost. Like that doesn't really <laughs> matter to me. 
uh, every year my uncle used to host a bracket pool um, and he would get like hundreds of entries into this thing, like 300 of them probably. And I was in eighth grade and I won that year uh against all these adults so i i had and he paid me in cash so i'm like in eighth grade and i've got like nine hundred dollars in cash just sitting in my drawer i don't remember what nice. i even spent it on. What, yeah i like video games and some shit and everything like that but that's the only ever bracket pool that i've ever won and it was the the most money i've ever won at once and it was just kind of funny uh number two uh the overall feeling on Thursday and Friday, I think, is is great. Like Joe said earlier, just all day of games and everything like that. And when it starts on Thursday and the Thursday ends, you're like, we got another day of this, man. Like, that's a great feeling. Uh, I'm really excited to watch these. I have not watched any college basketball at all this year. I'm excited to watch some games. Uh, and every game matters. Even a one versus 16. Like, what's the spread on that? Plus 22 and a half? Like, I'm definitely taking the 16 seed. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, yeah, it just makes it really fun. Uh, and then number one, my favorite thing about March Madness is the terminology that is unique to Mark Ma- March Madness only. Bracketology was not a word until March Madness happened. I don't even know if it's usable outside of March Madness. Uh, bracket busters, upset, um, you know, underdogs. Yeah, bracketologists, like all that stuff. The terminology... <laughs> is just phenomenal. And I think basketball terminology in general is some of the most fun terminology, like saying a guy is like a glue guy on the court. Like you only get that in basketball. It's like, I don't know what that means. That means he doesn't score a lot of points probably, but yeah, he's a glue guy. So, um, yeah. Lunch, lunch pail, you know, brings a lunch pail to work. Oh, what, does that even mean? That. what does that mean? Yeah. Real gym rat. It's, the, uh, it's like, uh, it's a blades of glory with uh it's like i don't know what it means but it's yeah. provocative yeah. it gets the people going it's that exact yeah. term for some reason no one knows what they, you're like when they say it, you're like i've heard that before Can we come up with like, a bunch of like sports just random terms that really don't mean anything but they say it all the time on TV. that should, should be our rank. Yes. Oh, yes. our favorite ones that should be our rank next we come up with March Madness like saying high football IQ. I'd like someone <laughs> to explain that to me. It's like what that do. Like okay, it's like stuff like that. That's a good one. I want to be like okay, you could just say like high football IQ. Like how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you quizzing him? You can, you just watch it. How do you know he knows every rule in the book? There know. is there is one rank that I would like us to do is the best uh, compliments you could give in sports, and I think the best one you could get is when you're watching a college football game, and the announcer goes, "Wow." You'll see this guy playing Sunday. Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> that one. Gets me every time because I won't even know who the guy is, and I'll be like, "I should." Yeah, I love him. that. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I have an affinity for glue guy in particular. I think maybe because I like to think of myself like if I played college basketball, I'd be a glue, guy. A glue like, guy. Like I'm not. I'm not the guy out there scoring <laughs> 20, 25 points a game. I'm. I'm dishing. Dishing dimes. I'm like, I have that one game where it's like, Strzelecki dropped 15 today. Like, and, and they, they went on to win. Like, yeah, I was feeling really good. You know, something like that. Like, a, uh, it was lucky fouled out, but it was a good foul. Yeah. <laughs> but you're dishing. I'm dishing all you're day. Dishing. So, That's good. Uh, yeah, there we go. Johnny. That's, that's a good rank idea. 
All right, for me, number four is just um, going to be watching games. Like you said, Nick, Thursday and Friday, that feeling of watching games all day during work. Um, when we were in the office, we would have every TV on with different games on. No one would be, no one would be working. Everyone had like a different game on on their monitor. It was great. Um, so we're going to keep doing that at home. Um, number three, a special moment was last year uh, after we won the Big Ten tournament feeling really good going into March Madness. Obviously, that did not go well <laughs> at all. So, you know, we're trying something different this year. So hopefully that works. Um, number two, Loyola. Is your trying something different just losing in first game? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not win the Big Ten tournament. I, that way I, it humbles I like, us. I like that one. Get the it bad guys out of the tournament that doesn't matter. I like exactly. that Exactly. Let's see another day. Fun. That's what your coach said at halftime. He said, "Don't worry, guys. We're gonna lose this one. Then we're gonna go on a run. Then we're gonna go on a run." Well, I'm pretty sure his his comment after the game was like, "Now we're gonna rest for the real turn, the real thing we play for." That's yeah. like his actual comment. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, number two, Loyola in uh, the Final Four, 2018. Again, that was more Sister Jean than the actual team, but it is a Chicago-based team, so pretty proud of that. So, and it's just fun to watch anything like that ever happened a cinderella story like that and number one is the overlap between unofficial and march madness and just the general vibe of the whole month of march uh now being in chicago the river turning green everyone coming out for spring everyone's just sick of being inside things are actually open no vaccination cards i think this might be one of the best ones in uh in a while so i'm excited for this year yeah agreed yeah all right well, thank you guys very much for listening. Have a good, happy, safe, responsible betting conference weekend. We will see you next week to create our own bracket. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you next week.